catch part one, make sure you go back and look at that one. Uh, if you want to catch the whole thing all together, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com. You can become a partner there and get the whole thing, including the behind the scenes, which we'll uh, be doing right after part two. So, Paul, um, uh, actually, let me play the intro and then we'll get started. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the kingdom age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right. Well, I was getting a little excited there and almost jumped right in without playing the intro. But uh, uh, so, Paul, we talked about a lot of things in part one. And I'm sure there's a, a lot of people that are listening that really just their hearts really yearn for what we're talking about, and yet they've not been able to enter into that. And um, I'm just wondering, how do you help people step into this whole process of learning to love themselves and get all the junk off that we've been kind of uh, flooded with, you know, the manure piles, uh, I think you talk about them in that way, but just all the garbage that piles up on us, and then we don't think anything of ourselves well, I'm glad you asked because I have this little red pill that costs you only 50 <laughs> yes. bucks. And, you know, I wish I, I don't, but there is, you want to shortcut the work of God, you know, so oftentimes in people's lives. And people don't know that they're made in the image and likeness of God. That's, that's the truth of their being. That's the diamond, the image and likeness of God. And, um, and, everybody brings their history and and all their stuff to the table only trinity knows how a person is broken and how to unwind that brokenness in a way that doesn't harm them even further and we get to participate in that but it's for example it's not our job to convict the world of sin righteousness and judgment right you know we don't have the capacity to do it so we get to be incarnations of the love of God inside of, of relationships, real ones that are happening in real time. That is the person who's in front of me. And um, it would be nice to have a formula. I mean, I, I'd feel a lot better about, you know, doing something great for God if I could just have a formula and fix people. But you can't. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't really want to because people are too incredibly crafted for quick fixes. Um, and so here, here's a line I think I got from the Holy Spirit because it's so applicable to so many situations. Um, every, every healthy family moves at the speed of the slowest, mm -hmm. right? Institutions, religious systems, they don't move at the speed of the slowest. They move at the speed of the vision, at the speed of the, of the leadership, uh, uh, speed of the motivators, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the broken people that get shunted off and left behind because they they just don't they're just not a positive uh, 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 push for the yeah they don't the fit program. they're slowing things down they're slowing things down you know they haven't caught the vision yeah and and i am so aware of how religion christianity being a religion uh largely um that religion it does traffic in human souls and it's it's always looking wow. for a way to motivate people in terms of shame and and, and fear. Yeah. And so, you know, when one word begins to wear out, people will come up with a new one. So it'll be like, instead of evangelism, it'll be missional, or it'll be anointing, or it'll be vision casting or something. 
something spooky, but something in which they can then harness the the blood, sweat, tears, and money of people so that they can get their vision accomplished. Interesting, yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. And um, because Jesus is not going to be, Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus is off looking for the little lost sheep that's out on the hill. Right. Yes, he loves the 99, but that's not the point. The point is he's looking for the lost one and the broken one and the the hurt one. And like Jesus says, you know, well, you don't need a physician. I didn't come to you, right? Because you're all you're all good. You're all fixed. Right. And um, so I'm I'm here with the losers because because they know they need help. And uh, so part of the way that I relate to people who are in this journey is to hear their story. I'm 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 serious. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, every human being is a story, and there is a point in which. You've got to shut up and listen, hmm. because when you hear the story, the Holy Spirit will help you in responding. Yeah. And uh, no formula. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, one of the things I guess that I, I've done in my new understanding of what the gospel truly is, is is just right out of the gate, you know, with people just saying, you know, you're okay. You're not lost, at least according to you know the 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 you know, the parameters that the church has put on it. You're not you're not lost, you know. You're good, and you know there's some things that when you understand who you are, that you will be so set free, and that you know coming from me and coming from people that I know, there's not going to be any condemnation. There's not going to be judgment. We just love one another, and we know that we're all good, heading to the right place. And you know, yeah, do we have junk to get off? Yes, but the, the, the fact is when we truly start to understand who we are and we truly start to love ourselves, most of that stuff just begins to fall away. It's like we have no more interest in it. That, that is so true. And on the other hand, there are things that are so embedded in us that they are precious to us and they are destructive, right? Yeah. Uh, here's, here's another line from the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm always saying, you know, if they ever rewrite the Bible, some of this is going to be in there. And, uh, and it goes like this. My freedom does not give me the right to rip someone through the bars of the prison they call home. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Right. That's good. Oh, because uh, how self-righteous can we get, you know, and we yeah. end up being a judge again in a forensic sense, you know? Yeah. And I, I so appreciate that. Uh, and I, I think, you know, for again, when I'm meeting somebody, if they're stuck in their garbage and yet they want to hang around us and they want to learn about, you know, what, what, you know, they're curious about what we carry in terms of love and loving one another. And it, you know, before 10, 20 years ago, I would have like, hey, get your life straightened out. Then you can hang out with us, you know, <laughs> versus yeah. now it's like, hey, you're a child of God and you're loved. Whether you're doing a bunch of stupid stuff or not, you're still loved. And yeah, I'll always be prepared to preach the gospel and when necessary use words yeah yeah you know and and uh, saint francis yeah and um but you made an assumption there you you you've talked about how people are attracted to or interested in what you carry but that means they've seen it right and and this is the thing about jesus you you see it before you take the risk and a lot of us, we're, we don't carry it because we just know how to talk about it. And, uh, and so we can talk love, but we just don't know how to love very well. Yeah. And it's like, no, 
You're you're not here to evangelize the world. You're you're here to love the person who's in front of you. Yeah. If, if that's in the mirror, that's in the mirror. But you're here to to care for the person who's made in the image of God, who is precious to God, and and by by being present to people, things happen. Yeah. Healing happens. Incremental, but I'm not in charge of anybody's right. journey. Period. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love the, the freedom that, you know, in this understanding the love of God and loving myself, I love the freedom that it has brought because I can have a conversation with somebody to where, again, 10, 20 years ago, in my mind, the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how do I get them saved? You know, I got to lead them to Jesus, got to get them to say the magic words, you know, got to go through that whole process versus now. And, and then on to the next one. Right. Yeah, and especially because I was evangelistic, uh, you know. So it, a lot of people ask these days, well, if there's no hellfire to use to convince people that they got to stay out of that and and just go to Jesus, you know, what's your mo what's the motivation? I mean, what's the gospel? I'm like, man, you you really don't understand the love of God because if we do, that's the motivation, and and so the the gospel for me and the evangelism is more about just letting people know they're loved and they're free, and if they find interest in what I'm sharing, then let's talk. And it is the kindness of God that leads us to transformation yeah. or repentance, which is change over time. Yeah. Yeah. It is the kindness of God. It's, it's not fear. You know, um, if God lives by the sword, then we will all die by the sword. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I, I just, I just love this because, um, you know, I guess what most people get out of what my wife and I do is when they're through our program, it's freedom. They they are set free. They're no longer living in this fear and stress of, you know, is God going to get me? They're even set free of trying to convert their own family members where in this sense they were just battling because, you know, the kids may have gone astray and, you know, and, and prodigal kids and sons and whatever. Yeah. Um and they're set free of feeling like they have to drag them back. And can't tell you how many have said they've been set free and now their relationships with their family have actually come back together because they've stopped hounding them with this, you know, fear and manipulation trying to, you know, get them saved when they understand that it's okay, you're really not lost in the first place. You know, you may be yeah. taking a longer journey, but you're not lost. Well, and, and remember this too, is that Two of the many things that Jesus defeated in terms of the incarnation, resurrection, ascension. Um, he defeated the power of death and the fear of death. And a, and a lot of our motivation has been the fear of death. Yes. I mean, we have said that it's it's really death. I, I did these tweets that turned out to be, you know, lies we believe about God eventually. But I, it started with these tweets because I was... I'm, I grew up inside the church, and so I know the word of God. So this is what God says. But well, what would be some things that God wouldn't say? You know, and by looking at negative space, suddenly the positive space changes. Um, any art person will tell you that. And, and the, the negative space is as important as what the positive space is. Um, and so I, what, what wouldn't you hear God, God ever say? And one of them that got me into some significant hot water was God, you'd never hear God say, oh, I'm sorry you died. Um, there's nothing I can do for you now. Uh, death wins. 
which means that God would be subservient to death. Right, right. Right, not only the law in the courtroom scene, but he's now, he, he death is more powerful because he's not, nothing he can do. Right. Right, and, and, and we did that. We made, yeah. you've got to do the magic before you die, because once you die after that is the judgment. And again, we go back to the word judge. What's the word in the Greek there? Crisis, which we get the English word crisis from. You're going to walk in face to face to love, and you're going to know that he knows that you know that he knows. And and it's going to be it's going to be a crisis, and you're going to go through whatever salting with fire is all about, and and the burning away of the wood, hay, and the stubble, all the stuff that is not of love's kind. It is not real. It's 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 not alive. It's not living. But it, death is no impediment. Jesus didn't even like to like the word. Yeah. As if it was a power. You know, he'd go, well, they are sleeping or he went home or yeah. whatever. Well, nowhere in Scripture does it say that death is the end or that death is the, uh, I should say, nowhere in Scripture does it say that you lose your, your, your ability to choose after death. Oh, I know. Because if, if that was the goal, if the goal was, well, I'm sorry you died, you, you no longer have an ability to choose, right? Then my question would be, then why didn't God take it away in the beginning? and save us all right. the disastrous <clears throat> damage yeah. that we've done in the in the cosmos you know it would it, if it would make god some big test tube mm -hmm. maniacal scientist who is just like well let's see how much hurt they can cause and then we'll take away their ability to choose because you know this love thing it's not a very right, important right. thing anyway because without the ability to choose there is no possibility of love yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that helped me come to the conclusion that uh, uh, that um, you have choice and that you could choose something different. And this was before I even understood hell, you know, being something uh, uh, not as a torment anyway. So, um, you know, it's like if choice is not taken away, because, uh, again, God placed so much value on choice that, you know, he's not taken it away at any point. And if he doesn't take it away after death, and if someone is burning in a tormenting hell, you know, for a year, a thousand years, a million years, I would think that, you know, if they had a choice still intact, that at some point they're going to say, okay, I think I've had enough of this. I, I, I would like to choose differently now. <laughs> and that they would, you know, choose a path to come out of hell. Um, I honestly, if it were anything of a, like a real fire here on earth, you know, I don't think it'd take but just a couple minutes and they'd be wanting to make a different choice. <laughs> the, the other thing, too, is that here are the things that cannot separate you from the love of God. And that you applies to every human being on the planet. Right. Romans 8, the last two verses. We just make it. Oh, if you've done the magic, then this applies to you. No, it's it's a cosmic statement inside of a cosmic passage. And the things that cannot separate you are anything present and anything future. Yeah. Okay, those things cannot separate you. Not life, not anything to do with life can separate you, and not death. Not imaginations, principalities, powers, right. all of those Nothing. things. They cannot separate you from the love of God. And no created thing, right. which includes you. Mm -hmm. So if you think you are so bad that you can separate yourself from the love of God, I'm sorry to tell you, it's not going to happen. And so even if whatever that... Uh, fire process is the fire itself is the presence of love yes yeah. and 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 therefore you are not 
you are not going to experience that process al alone. And that's what hell is. Hell is that you continue to say no to love in the presence of love. So heaven and hell, to me, are not so much destinations, because destination language is all about the new heavens and new earth, which yeah. is a whole different conversation. But but they're both relationships to he to, to love. If, if you fight love and are resistant to the work of love in your life, life is going to be hell to you. And if, if you embrace it and open up your heart to it and open up your life to it, then you're going to experience heaven. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's not about destinies and destinations. It's about relationship to love because That's the good. love is the same person. It is the consuming fire. God is a con what right. is God consuming? Anything that is not of love's kind. Come on. And this is this is why this is we're not talking about some mamby pamby kind of loving God who just kind of goes, well, they're just, you know, um, what can I do? You know, George McDonald again. This is not a God who will stand idly by while anything that is not of love's kind remains in you. Amen. Right? This is the commitment of love. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm seeing this through to the end. And potentially you could say no to that love forever. Potentially. Potentially. Because yeah. I'm not a determined choice. So yep. 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 Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why we're in such a mess too, is because <laughs> we have this thing called an ability to say no to love. Yeah. Well, um, we're a little over halfway through. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about uh, what does lost mean? Because, you know, that is in scriptures. What does lost mean? And what kind of separation could there ever be, if any? And uh, we'll talk about those things when we get back. Here we go. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. All right, I'm back with Paul Young, part two of Loving Yourself to Love Others. Um, and before we took a break, I, I was saying I, I want to get your thoughts on what does it mean to be lost or separated? Well, it's a, they're different concepts. If we think ontological separation, which is what we thought, right? This is the... This is the picture we had in our mind that God, God blew creation outside of himself, right? Like a soap bubble. Mm -hmm. and, and the soap bubble, this is a Baxter Kruger metaphor, which I love. The soap bubble disconnects from the wand and then floats out there in nothingness. But it's, that's creation. That's the cosmos. And God is outside of it. And so implicitly, there was this sense of separation. Yeah. But that's contrary to all the New Testament. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not biblical. No, yeah. not at all. But it's um, but it, it it is a traditionally darkened imagination about reality. Yeah. The truth in the gospel is that not anything came into being apart from Jesus. And it's all that in him. It's all Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Mm -hmm. Everything was created in him yes. is now held together, sustained 
in him, for him, by him, through him, right? So that Jesus is not, he is, he is not just an afterthought. He's not just, all of creation is created in Christ. Yeah. That's the other part of McDonald's unspoken sermons, creation in Christ. And, um, and, and so there is no separation. You, um, Athanasius, who was a North African, uh, uh, black skinned brother in 300 something as a 21 year old, 22 year old wrote something called, um, on the incarnation of the word of God. One of the most profound pieces of literature ever basically saved the early church from going off a precipice hmm. and, and Athanasius is like, so what is God being good to do? Seeing that his create good creation is, is, um, on the road to ruin and about to lapse into non-being, right? And and it's it's like no, all of creation is created in Christ. You yeah. cannot separate yourself. Right. You can't do it. And and so, what does lost mean? It means that you you don't see it. You you don't see home. You don't see the reality and the truth that that you're included. Don't know who you are. Always been included, right? I've loved you with an everlasting love. Yeah. Right. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I'll right? never leave you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. So any theology that suggests that God can leave or forsake is false. Yeah. So what is this sense of separation? It's an illusion. Yes. Come on. Right. <laughs> and it starts in Genesis with aloneness, the first not good. That's when the whole cosmos crashed. It wasn't the eating of the fruit was just an expression or extension of the great crash. It doesn't say that sin entered the cosmos through a man and a woman or through Satan. It doesn't. It says through one man, Adam. Right. And if you go down and go like, so when did that happen? And it's not when she gave him the fruit. She already ate of it. If, if there was a if there was an initial cause and if it was eating the fruit, then she was the one through whom yeah, yeah. Or, or the or the serpent was the one through whom. But no, this this is before that. You have a series in Genesis of good, 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 very good. So Hebrew word, same word for beautiful. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is elegant. This works. This is good. This is not good. That the man be in his separation in his aloneness hmm, hmm. and and what happens is that inside the very love of god there is this mystery of iniquity that in which adam turns his face away by choice from relationship and determines that he now can determine what the universe is like and and job says this about adam he says don't be like adam who hid the iniquity in his heart they both transgressed in eating of the fruit Right. Because there has to be some way for them to know that their freedom to say no exists. Yeah. Yeah. And in eating of the fruit, they both transgressed the word of God, the law in that sense. But Adam had the iniquity in his heart, which is a fist in the face of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And we're so going to turns away. As soon as he turns, he's lost. Yeah. He's lost his identity. He lost his way. Uh, I mean, it's, he's lost everything. Yeah. So he doesn't um, even know what it means to be human anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so so what does God do? Say, okay, you won't look at me face to face. Let's find a face to face. So he looks at all the animals to look for a face to face and he doesn't find it. He's still alone. And God says, okay, I will create out of you 
a help, a word that is only used for women and God in the Hebrew, a help face to face with you, or as a rabbinic scholar put it, a power equal to you, face to face. And, and so she becomes an opportunity to restore him back to face to face. And she calls, and women have done that ever since, women and children, they call men back to face to face relationship. That's and, good. And yeah, I mean, there's so much buried in that passage, but yeah. Well, and, and that's what I, I want to get into that on the behind the scenes section uh, a little deeper. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. But um, so, yeah, the separation thing, it, I, I agree with you 100 percent. It is absolutely an illusion. In fact, if people really thought about it, that if you were separate from God, if you were separated from him, that would actually make you a God or God-like that you were even in existence, able to think about the fact or the idea that you were separate from him, that and you're you existing all by yourself. yourself. Yep. yep, you could hold yourself together. You could sustain the cosmos. You could whatever. Uh, Athanasius says, if you're separated from God, you will simply lapse into non-being because there, there is nothing outside of God. Right. Like nothing. All of creation, everything is created inside the relationship of the Father, Son, and yeah. Holy Spirit. So you will not meet a person who is not in Christ. Right. Yeah. And now think about that. Everybody listening, think about that. Just say that again. <laughs> you will not meet a person who is not already in Christ or that Christ is not in them because he sustains and holds together everything in the cosmos. And that means you will not meet a person who is not sustained and held together by the presence of Jesus in that person. And that person exists and moves and has their being, as Paul says in Acts 17 to the uh, the, the pagans in Athens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he says, "You are all God's children, and 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 like your poets have said, in Him we live and move and have our being. No separation. Right. Right. So Paul's starting point is no separation. And I'm sure that'll get a lot of reaction from people who are still stuck in a religious paradigm that they, um, you know, and I'll just say to anybody who is listening, if if this is really kind of shaking you up, I, I encourage you to let go of some of your preconceived ideas, the stuff that you've been taught. And all I say is just re-look at some of the things that we're talking about. Just take another look. Um, you don't have to believe it. You know, you no. get to choose. Let it go. If you're going to let it go, let it go at your pace. Yeah. You're not behind. You're not, you know, you're not outside the love of God. You're not, you know, none of none of us believe what we believed 15 years ago exactly the same. And we thought we were right 15 years ago. Exactly. About everything, right. <laughs> and so, so this is just a part of being human. You know, like um, when, uh, when our first uh, grandchild, we have 12 grandchildren so far. And and when he was when he turned eight, he was talking to his dad and he said, so, Dad, do you think Jesus ever made mistakes? And and Chad says, well, that's a really good question. You know, a lot of people have thought about that. What do you think? And he goes, yeah, I think he made mistakes because how else are you going to learn anything? And see, we, you and I, we come from a background where making a mistake is sin. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's like, do you think that Jesus got all his math questions right when he was a kid? Do you think that he made perfect doors as a carpenter? He never had a reputation for being a carpenter who made great doors and right, right. flat tables. And, you know, he, he, he told parables about other people's good stuff. He didn't ever bring it up, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. And it's so refreshing to hear some of this because we do get so bent out of shape, you know, 
I, I just can't express enough to, to people how freeing it is to realize who you really are, how loved you really are, and to be able to walk in that. And, and, and Paul, I, I think you have had probably some of the biggest impact in the world to be able to lead people in that direction of being set free to understand how loved they really are with what, uh, what you've done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We will have more, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, we're, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we're, we do have a behind-the-scenes section, so again, if, you're, uh, want, if you want to see that, uh, we're going to go talk about um, what brought darkness into existence, I think. Is that, is that a good way to say it? Sure. Okay. Works, works for me. All right. So if you want to see that part, uh, become a partner, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Click on the partnership tab there. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Blessings to everyone. Thank you again, Paul Young. Much love. Love you. Honor you. Love you too. Appreciate what you're doing. See you all later. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, We ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.